Welcome to the Liberty Block. This is Elliot Axelman again. I should probably bring my mic to my face because it's so damn low, the volume. I have to yell into it and I have to eat the mic. So we have two interesting bills we can speak about in a quick video podcast. I published this article oof, 10 days ago, February 10th. I published an article about New Hampshire House Bill 625 and 622. We'll get 622 out of the way quickly. They're both similar. In fact, so similar, the committee held a hearing concurrently on both bills because they are both dealing with late-term abortion or at least some abortion. Currently, New Hampshire, considering that it's pretty conservative, pretty libertarian, but one of the more conservative Republican states, it's interesting that it has no restrictions on abortion. As far as I know, there are no restrictions, meaning up until birth, one second before a baby comes out of the mother's vaginal canal, they can be aborted or killed. So House Bill 622, very interesting one. It, it takes the, the curious approach of essentially declaring that having babies is a state interest, meaning a, a government has a vested interest in having a larger population because like most states and most of the Western world, birth rates are pretty abysmal in New Hampshire. And because we are having a uh, dwindling number of tax sheep, I mean, number of citizens, in New Hampshire, they want to increase that or, or boost that or at least stop killing babies. So that's a very interesting bill. Um, to be honest, and, and again, my beloved listeners, I always give you full honesty and that's all I know how to do. I can't get behind, I cannot support any bill that even acknowledges state interests, quote unquote, government interests and says, we need more uh, taxpayers, more people, so let's stop aborting babies so we can create more tax cattle. Nope. So I, I would not support that bill based on the, the principle the premise. Now, House Bill 625 is a, a more normal bill. It bans abortion after 24 weeks, I believe. So currently the viability, they say the, the 50% viability cutoff, meaning at what uh, week of gestation is the baby considered more than 50% chance that they can live if they have a NICU access. I think either 20 or 22 or maybe 24 to be on the safe side even. But by 24 weeks, I believe between 50 and 80% of babies will live. It'll be tough. They'll be in a, a neonatal ICU maybe, but by 24 weeks, by 25 weeks, most babies are, are fully formed and they will live if they are delivered at 25 weeks. So essentially this bill would protect viable babies from being killed in the womb. It's got a whole bunch of sponsors in the, the House and Senate. I think there are two versions of the bill in each uh, chamber. And I did testify on this bill. I gave my perspective from the, the medical perspective, sort of. And I was actually pleasantly surprised in the, the joint hearing for House Bill 625 and 622 in the Judiciary Committee of the House. The majority of people, from what I heard, I listened for a few hours before they got to me, the majority of people, some were doctors, some were lay people, most of them did support the bill and wanted to restrict abortion in New Hampshire. Usually with these things, the left floods them. Back when, when we had real hearings in person, I know it sounds crazy, but we didn't always have virtual hearings. As uh, late as last year, we had real hearings and, and they'd all come with their signs and everything and, and the most incredible sob stories of how them and all of their children are, are uh, disabled and, and how they aborted their children and saved more disabled babies from being brought into this world. But this time only a few of them, one said she found her kid had a birth defect or had a, some abnormality and they 
put him down, put him out of his misery before he was born. And some others told about how they were so empowered by abortion. But for the most part, most people supported the right to life. So that was interesting. In my testimony, I'll try to remember what I said. I pretty much explained to the state reps on the committee why I became more pro-life. I was growing up, I was religious, and I was still pretty ambiguous on the abortion and pro-life issue, to be honest. As I became more libertarian, I became more pro-life because I started to see the value in human life and, and the preservation of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And if you don't protect life, which is the ultimate of the property rights, it's a person's life, if you allow for people to be killed, even if you justify it by saying they are a baby or maybe not viable, then it just doesn't really make sense to me. And where's a cutoff? Should it be at one week or 38 weeks? I don't know. But a cutoff based on they haven't come out of the vaginal canal doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me scientifically or morally. And I, I told the committee a little bit about my perspective, which some people told me afterwards it was unique. I can't believe others haven't spoken about this. I'm sure they have. About in medicine, generally, simply speaking, in general, we determine whether a person is alive based on the heartbeat. So you can look at uh, the brain, you can look at the heart, you can look at viability. In medicine, in general terms, if the heart is beating, they're alive. If the heart is not moving, they're dead. At least if there's no pulse, the heart can be moving a little bit, but if there's if there's uh, no palpable pulse at the carotid, it means their systolic blood pressure, as an estimate, is probably below 60, which is not enough to sustain life. Um, so even if you see a heartbeat on echo, if there's no carotid pulse, you'd probably do CPR because they'd be considered clinically dead. So anyway, if a person's heart is not beating or beating, their heart is uh, not beating efficiently enough to sustain life, either it's too slow or too weak or both, they're considered clinically dead. Now, at that point, essentially, any doctor or paramedic could pronounce death and say this person is dead and give a time of death and pronounce them dead and send them off to, to their next stage. But generally, unless there's a compelling reason not to look at DNR or obvious signs of death, it'll be worked. The cardiac arrest will be worked. There'll be CPR done for 10, 20, 30 minutes, depending on the exact factors. And then when the provider either uh, runs out of time or energy or medications or resources, or when they believe that there is essentially a, a very low or no chance of survival, no chance of getting the person back from cardiac arrest, they will then call, you know, terminate the CPR efforts and, and pronounce them officially dead. But they are clinically dead as soon as their heart stops beating, meaning you can do CPR, you can shock them. CPR is only done on people who are dead clinically. As far as the brain, obviously I'm not in a neuro ICU or anything, but People could be declared brain dead, but legally speaking, that essentially means nothing unless there are pretty aggressive end-of-life orders as far as a molester or healthcare proxy. But brain dead, it doesn't mean much clinically as far as uh, pulling the plug. It's hard to explain, but we don't determine life based on their brain activity or how intelligent they are or how much their brain is working or their viability, or how well they're breathing. Of course, I've had thousands of patients who are breathing very, very badly. Some I've intubated, some were already on ventilators, and we transported them on ventilators to an, another better hospital. Um, but we, we certainly would not kill those and say, well, they're breathing so bad, they're in respiratory failure, they can't sustain themselves, so let's just kill them. But a lot of the arguments we heard from some of the 
people who did oppose the bill, who supported abortion, unrestricted abortion up until the 38th week, until the, the second of birth, and maybe even beyond birth, but we'll get to that in a different video. Some A lot of legislators or Democrats around the country support abortion after birth, even a few minutes after they're born and they're crying and, you know, maybe just kill them. If, if you still want to kill them, just kill the baby. So a lot of progressives are finally admitting they support that, which I would call uh, fourth trimester abortion or, or uh, perinatal, meaning sometime around the time of birth abortion. But some of the arguments we heard from the witnesses in the hearing were that, well, babies can't really breathe on their own, which is true. They don't breathe. Their lungs are essentially non-functional. The, the circulatory system of the heart bypasses the lungs instead of right heart, lungs, left side of the heart, and then out to the aorta of the body. It essentially goes from the right heart via uh, septal defects, essentially, um, and into the left side of the, of the body. So it skips the lungs. Their lungs are... are non-functional they don't do anything no gas exchange of air but as soon as they come out and take their first breath yes then then their lungs start working because the pressure changes and and generally the foramen valley and all those holes close with the pressure changes of, of breathing uh ambient air so some people would, would get smart and say well babies can't breathe on their own so until they can breathe on their own meaning they're officially born and they take a breath of the room's air then we shouldn't be able to kill them but as long as their lungs aren't working we should be able to kill them and if I use the same metric, and this is what I told the committee, if we use the same metric for my patients who are not breathing well or, or not breathing at all, respiratory arrest, we should be able to kill them, which is not currently the law. And I would go to jail and I wouldn't want to kill my patients who are in respiratory failure or apneic either. Some people said, well, babies are essentially not viable. They can't live without, the, the babies at 25, 30, 35 weeks can't live without a lot of help. I've had a lot of patients who can't live without help. Still can't kill them. Killing is still wrong. Some say that the babies are not, as smart and uh, you know intelligent, developed, their their brains aren't quite as developed as adults. And I say, okay, there are plenty of mentally handicapped people. Some are old, some are young. Other babies who are one years old, patients who are ninety nine years old, which I've had patients over a hundred. I've had patients with super duper severe dementia. I'm talking even worse than Joe Biden's dementia, like real dementia. They are uh, essentially essentially brain dead. They they lie in bed and they can't do anything. But it's still illegal to kill them because they're still a human life. And the reason for that could be you could think either you're religious and you believe in the, the sanctity of a soul. You shouldn't take a soul. It's only for God to determine who lives. I'm not particularly religious. I'm agnostic, actually. But I, I believe that human life still has value, inherent value. Human life, as long as the heart's beating. But also it's an extremely slippery slope, which is disturbing if you let the government, because again, this is all government. We're talking about House Bill 65 here. It's a House bill by legislators. If you let the government determine who whose life is valuable because some are, you know, super demented, the next level would be, yes, let's also put terrorists to death. And now that terrorist and conservative is synonymous, you see the issue there. So I don't want government determining who can be killed, even if you say their life is not worth anything because around 50, 60 percent of people in the U.S. believe that people on the right side of the spectrum, anywhere to the right of Marx, their lives are not valuable. So by any metric... If you say they're brain dead, their lungs don't work, their brains don't work, they're not viable, they're too little, that's not an excuse to kill anyone. So that, that's pretty much what I said in the committee. We'll see what the committee recommends with the bill. We'll see um, if the House gets to vote on it and how the House votes. It's majority Republican now, a decent majority. So, And this is not a bill to ban all abortion. This is a bill to ban abortion after the, the 24th week. And, and remember, the heartbeat, we spoke about heartbeats I didn't mention, around six weeks, maybe six to eight weeks, I believe, 
the baby develops a heart and you can detect a heartbeat. So maybe at six weeks, they should be considered babies. I don't have all the answers, guys. It could be six weeks, one week. Some religious people say conception. I don't know if I would if I would say at conception, they are a, a full human life, but I could hear that argument as well. Some say at a heartbeat, that's officially what makes them a baby. Some say at the availability turning point, which is around 22 weeks. Some say at 38 weeks or, or when they're actually born. It's a tough one, but I'm not, I'm not in favor of killing babies one second before they come out into the world because they're still babies it's pretty disturbing killing babies i know i'll get a lot of hate for that but that's fine so those are my thoughts on the house bill 625 we'll put this in the article and the article link to the video and podcast let me know what you think as always check out libertyblock.com for more and i'll see you guys later thank you